Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast where a group of friends do life together. We'll discuss it all from burpees to barbecue to baby wigs and everything in between, all while honoring the Lord and filling our lives with lots of laughs. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to have you back with us. Don't forget you can follow us on all major podcast platforms like Apple, Google, our website, converseandcrowns.com, and you can even sign up for our newsletter that's sent out the first Wednesday of the month. Please be sure to like and share and give a five-star review if you want. You can also follow us on Instagram at heyyall underscore the podcast. Go check it out. Okay, so what's the yummies, y'all? I mean, the yummies weren't that fascinating this morning. Um, I just made some cinnamon rolls out the can and um, some of the favorite, you know, burpees and beans coffee. It was a rainy day. The joke has kind of been, like, every time we record, uh-huh. it rains. And, like, 100%. literally, I think literally. every time we've recorded, it's rained. So, I just thought some cozy cinnamon rolls and good coffee would be good. So, that's that's all it was. Because it was 8 o'clock this morning. It was early. <laughs> yeah, so. that's early for us on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> So, made your house yeah. smell good. It, it did, did make my house smell good. Um, okay, so today's episode um, is about mission statements and kind of like rules and statements that we try to live by or embody. And where I originally got this concept, I used to teach a class where we would practice like interviewing skills and all that. It was called employability skills. So we did a lot of other stuff, but we really worked on, um, you know interviewing because for a lot of kids they haven't you know talked to someone or been asked questions like that ever until they walk into a job interview and one of the questions I would always ask them is what is your personal mission statement like what do you live by and I thought that that would be a good um, one conversation for us but also I think our personalities will probably show in some ways through this Um, we were already laughing about the fact that some of us have a list of like 20 Things and some of us don't. Um, we'll because, let y'all guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, because you just like, I'm a very wordsy person. I had a um, conversation with a guy that um, I was going out with about um, watching movies, and he was asking me, like, you know, what movies do you relate to? Do you feel like you, you feel the character? Um, like favorite moments in movies and I was like well you know I like this quote and this quote made me cry and this quote I now have on my desk and he was like no but like not the words the like feelings I'm like yeah those are the words like and um that was just we very much view the world differently that way and words are just I I like words that's why I came up with you know this topic but um these are kind of going to be I think not like things we try to embody, maybe things we strive towards. I know some of mine is things that almost have to be a daily reminder because um, I, I don't do well with it, which is why it's, you know, a statement that I'm trying to work towards. Um, so I think we'll just like go around and share as we go and we'll just see where we end up. Okay. Who would like to start or do you want me to? I think we all know the answer I'll, to that. I'll start because <laughs> I think this is the, the only the real the one real mission statement that I have on here. The rest of it has been maybe for like seasons or anyway. But um, I found this several years ago and I will repeat this to myself a lot. Um, Make no judgment where you have no compassion. Um, And one of the big things that happened that like I just really felt like I had to do that is I am such a logical person. Mm And so when things get illogical, especially um, how people act or react to things, if it doesn't make sense to me, like I don't have much compassion for it, um, which is sad in a way, um, because I've had to check myself a lot, you know, and say like, like if you don't have compassion for this or how, um, how this is affecting that person, do you really truly you know, do you really truly believe who God is? Right. You know, like if you if you're not compassionate towards your fellow man, you know, or whatever. And so, um, it has caused me to kind of turn to have more compassion for things that don't make sense mm-hmm. in my brain, um, and just see the person instead of the situation or the um, their reaction to things. And so, it, it it causes me to slow down my judgment of that person. Um, and it allows me to give more grace to them. 
but especially in my position at work, mm-hmm. um, like I use this a lot and it's taped to my computer. And it's a big one. <laughs> I was going to say, a as a two, I'm, I'm super emotional and not always the super logical side, but I have a very, very strong wing one of the like rule following. And that's where I struggle is when people don't follow the rules, whether, you know, it's intentionally a mistake, whatever, I have a hard time sometimes showing grace to that and stepping back and saying, okay, maybe they, you know, didn't follow the rules or were selfish or whatever. They didn't do what was expected of them because there's an underlying something. And like, yeah, so I like that idea of like having... I, a few years ago, part of my um, New Year's resolutions was to work on having a gentle spirit because gentle is probably not the way anybody would describe me. And um, that's something we're called to. And I think that's part with it is that grace and compassion. Having, yeah. yeah. And that that's a good, good focus. Um, and I like that's on your desk because a, a lot of these are. As a, because I think you know sometimes you just catch a glimpse of it, whether it's a spiritual verse or something like this, and you're like, oh yeah, um, because you know it needs to be in that forefront. Yeah. I'll go next. We'll go in a circle. Um, <laughs> this one I have said for years. I'm not sure I always believed it, but um especially as something new is happening, but the best is yet to come. Um, I hope I never get to a point in my life where I think, okay, all the good stuff is behind me. Um, Even on my deathbed, because I am headed to heaven, the best is yet to come. Um, And I think having that, you know, expectation and hope attached to whatever. And I remember where I first heard this, there's an episode of Design and Women, from like 1989 it's New Year's Eve and that was kind of their toast the best is yet to come like like good is coming um but to think that every year to think that you know um it doesn't mean that bad stuff won't happen but good stuff is coming too and I think if you can you know relinquish some of your control to the Lord that's an easier thing to believe um and just remind yourself of yeah um, one of mine, this is really silly and basic, but it's throw kindness around like confetti mm-hmm. and it just helps. I tell my kids that at school all the time. Yep. Just like, just be kind. Like, just try and make that your first response to things. Um, I know at school, we've been trying to do that. We've had like a challenge every day at school where you smile at five people or you compliment two people or whatever. Um, and just trying to make your first, because sometimes our first gut reaction is not to be kind to be snarky or it's to be negative or whatever and so just to just to think of kindness like confetti I love confetti especially (laughs) there's glitter in it and so um for me that is such a good analogy as I would like chunk glitter and confetti at you just to throw kindness around so and that's kind of reflective of what Christy said just yeah yeah like just approach people with yeah with that part of it yeah if you're not throwing kindness around you probably don't have much compassion for your guy man it's just i don't know for me it's been a gut check of my first reactions to things like why is my first reaction negative you know it shouldn't be like my first reaction so i i don't know trying to train you know as we've done that at school it's almost like thinking that too Mm -hmm. with myself so that's good yeah um, one of mine, it's really simple, but I've, I've had it either on my desk or in one of my books or something for years, and it's this too shall pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in times of strife or trouble, this too shall pass, it will go away. When I'm loving life and thinking everything's perfect, this is the way it's supposed to be, this too shall pass. <laughs> and, and, yeah. t- and so it's just kind of like a helpful reminder, yeah. and it's a going, and I like it. I yeah, like it. I think a lot of people, that's one that's like just always you mm-hmm. know said to everybody but it's usually only said in the negative right stuff, so in know? the good times when you know you're having all this wonderful time with friends or family that people may move away or this time and this season of your life may pass as well yeah, yeah. so enjoy it while you have it yeah i was gonna yeah. say appreciate it mm-hmm. that's a good 
good perspective. Okay, way to flip it on its head. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it like Uh-uh, me either. I mean, yeah. Yay, I did a good one. <laughs> yeah. Neither has Annie, apparently, and she growls. Annie really appreciates it. She does. <laughs> um, my next one is the hashtag that I use on most mm-hmm. all of yeah. my um, Instagram posts and stuff, and it's just small moments with a big God. And um, I think I kind of picked that up. Um, I read Ann Voskamp's 1,000 Gifts, where like she names just like the gifts of everyday gifts yeah. of God, like a gratitude type thing. And so a lot of times the things that I was posting were beautiful things or things that like I appreciated or people that I loved or mm-hmm. experiences that, that I enjoyed. And again, I, I think I've talked about like several times in these episodes, like the perspective that you have, um, you know, just like with Brittany's, like th- mostly that was used in a negative situation but if you look at a different perspective it completely changes you know the whole meaning of this too shall pass you know or whatever so um the small moments with a big god it was just like a reminder and it just made me always look at those little snapshots of my life and like god allowed me to be a part of this enjoy this to see this beauty to appreciate this beauty to have these people in my life you know whatever um and that honestly if our perspective is kingdom focused and focused on him our life is just made up of small mm-hmm. moments yeah with a big god who's orchestrated all of them yeah. so and we're almost old. yeah <laughs> <laughs> almost told in our culture not to celebrate the small moments right like they're not i'm doing right now and for anybody else, this would seem silly, but I'm doing like a picture challenge on my social media accounts because I realized I'd gotten to where I wouldn't post anything that I didn't think was like worthy of being seen. And that's stupid and not true. And you know, the small things to me a lot of times are the most wonderful and like the sweetest moments. Um, So yeah, that like, these little moments that God gives us and I have several in, in my challenge that I'm doing. They're just beautiful little happy moments for me. So, yeah. Um, okay. My next one is actually one that I have in my classroom. It takes up pretty much one whole wall. I have quotes all over our classroom. Um, but this one I just I wish I had figured it out in high school, thus why I'm hoping my students will figure it out. And it's a Dolly Parton quote, and it's find out who you are and do it on purpose. purpose. Dump um, <laughs> yep, and there's your, well, and I thought like a walk to remember. That's what I was first. thinking yep. of. Um, because that was what she, she had her, her quote, but um, I think that's something, I think we've talked about this, like, Finding out who you are for a long, long time, I think we all struggle with this. Within society, I didn't exactly feel like who I was was worthy or fit in or whatever. So I wasn't trying to find out who I was. I was trying to figure out how to make what I had fit within this mold. Um, And I surely wasn't doing anything on part. Like, my intentionality was all geared towards that. Um... But this idea of, like, figure out who God made you. And, you know, Meg's word of the year's purpose. Like, your purpose is built into that. And your joy and your talents and, you know, your contentment really um, is, you know, built towards that. And I I think of, like, silly things like um, when I was trying to decide what I was going to do, you know, with my life going to school. And I had several people who wanted me to go into nursing. And their argument for me going into nursing was that, well, you're smart and you've always had good grades. And I'm like, and hospitals make me want to vomit. Like, why do you think I would want to? But you'll make really good money and you'll always have a job. And I'll be miserable my whole, that is not my, that is not who I am, let me tell you. Um, Listen to our favorites episode and you will get that. But, um, you know, finding out who you are. You, uh, I think Meg said, you are one of one. Um, that is that is who you are. So figure it out and do it on purpose. And you know, Dolly Parton for all her um, ridiculousness, sometimes she she is her. She's figured it out and she's authentically her. 
in a lot of ways, and I think that's why people gravitate towards her. Um, so genuine. yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a genuine and yeah. Until you you know who you're supposed to be, it's hard to be genuine. I'm not trying to brag, but I did stand in her driveway one time while <laughs> I yelled at her. <laughs> while Bailey busted me, I did. Back in the car. That rule following. That was whipping around. Uh huh. Breaking all the traffic rules. Okay. And I'm like, social etiquette says we cannot do this. Look, social. We have pictures. It's probably on Instagram somewhere. Yeah, it is. Hundred percent. Um. Okay. I think my next one is, and I saw it on a T-shirt one time, and it just stuck with me. Is make heaven crowded. Uh huh. Um. And it's just kind of. Gosh, Annie just. Did a flip off the chair. Um, She's fine. She is. So make heaven crowded. Um, just it's a way to live. Just what am I doing today to make heaven crowded? You know, like am I living my life where, you know, I I seem joyful. I seem different. I seem like okay in circumstances where maybe I shouldn't be okay. Just where I'm being a light to the world because that's what we're called to do is be be a light. And um, in doing that, just just making heaven crowded, just sticking out in a way that um, shows, you know, whose you are, um, who you belong to. Um, but that's one of my favorites. Just and yeah, I, I've, I've yeah. never heard it before I met you. Really? Mm-hmm. And I, I just saw it on a T-shirt one time. I don't even remember where we were. I think we were. I see it camp. everywhere now because and of you. I just love it. I think it's so it's such a cute thing, and it's funny for me because like. I, like, hate crowds. Like, I will get up at 5.30 in the morning to go to Walmart because I don't want to go with other people. I will pay a $5 delivery fee to get my groceries delivered because I don't want to go. I hate crowds. And so, for me, like, I have to adjust my thinking in that because I do want heaven to be crowded because I want everybody to be there. Um, but it'll be a joyous crowd, like the coronation, I guess. So, um, anyway, but I just, that's something I just try to think about. Like, you won't have it be crowded. So, do what you can every day within your purpose to try and do that. Yeah. I'm going to get Bella because she's one. Yeah. And truthfully, within kind of how Brittany flipped hers on its end, are you making heaven crowded or are you making it uncrowded? Like, because yeah. your behavior also has the capability to push people away. Yeah. Um, you know, if yeah, you're, you're the only Jesus somebody meets and it's not real good representation, like... That's true. Um, yeah. Not, I think that's very convicting. Well, hey, Bella. Bella had to come You're going to come join us. I'm scared she's going to get to the end of the couch or the end of the bed and fall and off. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's fixing to start, like, I, That's what I'm thinking. she... Yeah. yeah. She does not like the bad weather. Animals are smarter than us. Okay. Um, One of mine that I have is seek respect, not attention, because it lasts longer. Oh, right? Isn't that a good one? one. I'd love to say that I have known that a long time. I haven't. Um, (laughs) I just kind of found it, but I love it. I need to tell Holly that. I was going to say, that is such a (laughs) Hollywood thing with social media and all that. Because they don't care what they're getting attention for. No, as long as it's attention. And it's the whole, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yes, yes, there is. Um, Just because people know you doesn't mean that that's a good legacy. That's a good. Yeah, I love that. Um, my next one is you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. That is. That's how you know it's a good one when we all go, ooh, yes. But, you know, like, even in the grand scheme of things, like, we have, okay, history teacher, we have improved in our warfare. Yes just uh-huh. in the world yes. like over the years so every battle you fight you learn something different right. you learn something about uh-huh. the terrain you you learn how to adjust to that you know all that type stuff and um i think it's just a good reminder to me that like okay when you're in the battle when you're in the adversity like learn how to find it a little bit better mm-hmm. you know the next time well, um, that's a great one and hopefully you come out looking better, you mm-hmm. know, right. on the other side. Um, I think sometimes we feel like failures, but also we feel that we shouldn't have to continually fight certain sins, I think. Yeah. When 
that that is human nature, and the fact that you want to fight it is. I've got to take it out. No, that's fine. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. That you're wanting to fight it is proof that a change has been made. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we feel like that's not the case. But I mean, if you look at you know David's struggles or Paul's struggles, um, I mean, your you know metaphor of the like actual battle, like the children of Israel, they they didn't come out and go into the problem and that was it. They kept having to fight battles because you are going to Yeah. Is it was it Paul that said, you know, my flesh keeps mm-hmm. doing what yeah. like I don't want it to do. Exactly. You know, like I can't get my mind and my mm-hmm. body on the same page, you know, to do what it needs to do. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I don't know. It, it, I, I think it kind of goes back to toxic thinking, too. Yes. Like, like you were saying, you know, sometimes we feel really bad about we have this one sin or we have this one struggle that we just can't win, you know, or we just can't get a hold of. And so a lot of times we feel bad or we, like, down ourselves because we can't mm-hmm. succeed yeah. in that or, or whatnot. You know, sometimes we might have to fight the battle. Like, the battle may not be won until the end. Right. You know, I mean, and, like, That's the it's reason okay. revelation is revelation. Right. I mean, it's okay. You know, sometimes it's going to be okay that the battle mm-hmm. is fought multiple times. Yeah. And once again, that in our culture of comparison and only showing what Brittany calls the highlight reel, like, that, that feels like a, a chink in the armor. Like we're we're showing the our weakness, but like everybody has that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good and almost that mindset. So you're not. God bless you. So you're not shocked by it. Yeah. So you're prepared for the battle. Right. Because I mean, Meg talked about you know you can't. This was in um, a couple episodes ago of you can't work out and lose weight and then get to the size you want to and be like okay now I can go eat a Big Mac every meal. Like, no, you have to keep that mentality of we are fighting a battle, a spiritual battle, sometimes a physical battle. Um, Mental. Yeah, and, like, having that on your mind, like, you know, soldiers don't have downtime where they're, like, you know, in the middle of a war and think, this trench is safe. Yeah, this yeah, is safe. Just, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's it. Battle versus war. We are in a war. We are yeah. going to be in a war until the day we're called to glory and Christ comes in. I mean, like, yeah. it, that is what it is. It's just whether or not the battle's raging right now. Maybe there's a lull. But you yeah. need to know it's going to come back. Yeah. That's a good one. I really like that. Um, This is one that I have on my desk. And um, it's one that I read years and years ago. I loved, um, but I was actually doing a devotional based on Little Women um, this past like fall. And the the devotional I'll put in the um, newsletter. It goes chapter by chapter. And like it, it, this girl, she her name's Rachel Dodge. She is really writes great um, literary based devotionals. And the quote is from Amy. And she says, it is wicked to throw away so many good gifts because you can't have the one you want. And I thought, how true is that, that we get so hyper fixated on the thing we don't have that we want so much that we miss all the blessings, Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, why can't you get And he's like, I've given you all of these blessings and you just refuse to see it. Or you do see it and you are a whiny baby about it. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, it is wicked to throw away so many good blessings that you have because you can't get what you want. Especially yeah. when it's not even yours to have. It, it, he's the gift giver, you know? Um, and so I put that in a very prominent place on my desk in neon pink um, so that I could see it because, yeah, sometimes that's just, we spend so much time chasing, we kind of, yeah, kind of miss out. Smart, okay. Amy. Um,. My next one, this is a shout out to my dad because he used to tell me this all the time. Um, and it's kind of silly, but it's true. It's do your best and let God do the rest. Um, which really, that's all we can do. Like all yeah. we can do sometimes is give our best. And there's there's a lot that's out of our control. 
Um, and so just to do, you know, do what God has called you to do and do it to the best of your ability, but like let him do the rest of it. Now he used to tell me this with like taking tests because mm -hmm. I think we've all gathered school was not easy for me. It was not, school was not my jam. I would study as hard as I could and make a B and that was like the biggest celebration ever. And I had a brother whose school was easy for him and so it was just a constant comparison game. Not that my parents compared us, but I, I compared us. And But he would tell me that with tests, like I would study and study and study and he'd be like, look, you've studied, you've prepared, like do the best you can and let God handle it from there. And like that provided me with such comfort. But now as I've grown up, I mean, I think you can do that in every aspect mm -hmm. of your life, you know, like do your best at work, do your best in the gym, do your best in your resting or do your best with whatever it is and let him take it from there because ultimately yeah. he don't need you <laughs> if you're being honest but he chooses to use us and bless us with things and gifts and um just just to do the best you can with what he's giving you and let him let him take it from there so shout out to sam go sam that's a good one. I would say parent wisdom yeah. as yeah. you get older. You're like, oh, yes. Look I at see. these smart people. You are, in fact, brilliant. <laughs> and like, I mean, that has stuck with me yeah. literally yeah. my whole yeah. life. You know, yeah. it has. And it's, I hear his voice saying it to me when I'm sitting there in seventh grade crying because I couldn't remember, you know, all the presidents or whatever it was. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, like, he, it was just, I, I can still hear him saying that to me. So, I would say, one. and what a brilliant piece of wisdom that he knew you needed as your people pleasing self yes. you know yeah. like I mean I'm sure he recognized that mm -hmm. in you and that's yeah. truth that's why yeah. it's stuck and what a blessing to have parents who just pour into you yes. you know yeah. um, so meet you where you are mm -hmm. you gotta make it feel so good that you still yeah. reference well, that all the time I do I think about it. I tell my kids that at school yeah. mm -hmm. it's true yeah. it's a good one and they'll be one day on a podcast going, Miss Hope, one time. <laughs> um, my next one is kind of silly, but I love it. And it is, Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, but she did it backwards and in high heels. And <laughs> there is just a strength and grace to being a woman that uh -huh. some people just don't get. It's true. Yeah. And yeah. so when things are hard, I'm like, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and the strength and grace that God innately designed into women, mm -hmm. you know. Um, if you are interested in that whole dynamic, my suggest reading Captivating, um, which is the women's book, or Wild at Heart, which is for men. Um, and it kind of looks at how, I mean, just down to the core of how we were created from literally our muscle makeup and the difference that is there to how our brains function through like scientific scans. I mean, just amazing stuff. But women were created to do hard things mm -hmm. because that, that is a lot of traditional womanhood. Yes, you run a whole house. Yes, the heart of the house is on your shoulders. Being a mother, being able to carry a child, which I cannot imagine. Being, I mean, there's just so much, and men do so much too, but it's a very special that I'm learning to appreciate looking as I get older at the women around me and like how they have kind of carried this banner well. Um, it is, it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Literally the next on my list is also one of those things um, from childhood that those brilliant yes. parents, parents. <laughs> instilled in you. Um, but mine is very practical because, you know, who would I be without having <laughs> practical. very practical? Um, so uh, my parents, I got a dog when we were in like third grade. And to teach us like some responsibility and things like that, um, we actually like bred the dog and it would have puppies and Kale and I had to take care of them and then we advertised them in the paper and like so we had this like little business right. for several years um, sweetest dogs like lots of people my friends ended up with them and stuff but um, my parents also did that to teach us how to steward our finances mm -hmm. um, and so this was the one thing that my mom 
did and literally when I got my paychecks when I was in high school and college I can look back on the check stubs and I calculated out just like this 10% goes to the church that's the first thing 25% went to our savings accounts and the rest we could spend and literally um, like I said in high school and college I literally calculated it out and that's the way that was the order that it went in and that's the way that it, you know it was done now, as a full-time employee, I, the percentages may not always be the same on the savings and the spending, you know, things like that. But literally, the first thing that I do when my check hits the bank is 10% to the church, you know. And I just am very thankful that from a very young age, um, my mom just really, like, had enough foresight to kind of help us learn you know how to control that where we could have been you know, kids and just spent yeah. however and then grew up to be adults who just spent however so yeah. um anyway very practical but i, still I was gonna say that, that as, modeling yeah yeah because if you've never done that that's hard when you become an adult to give 10 percent of your you know, yeah. when you already feel like your paycheck yeah. is stretched. So. Well, and then, normal. Like, yeah. Maybe yeah. in a normal Yeah, and like, like it goes know. into a savings Second account nature. and like yeah. a, you know, delayed gratification thing. Yeah. Like, now that I'm seeing, you know, different age people around, I'm like, yeah, yeah. a lot of y'all should have learned right. that you couldn't, couldn't have stuff just. You can't <laughs> spend more than you make. Yeah. So anyway. And bad days come. Very practical. Very practical, but you know, I still that's I yeah. still abide by that. So, thanks, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one kind of goes in line with what um, Meg was saying that Samuel taught her, um, and it's one that I had saved years ago because I thought, oh, in the context of who it is, and I'll I'll give that. But then. As I've grown, especially in the last year or so, I've really come to appreciate it. And it's a Michael J. Fox quote. And he said, I'm careful not to confuse excellence with perfection. Excellence I can reach for perfection as God's business. Mm. Um, and as a recovering perfectionist, and now a recovering perfectionist who can't necessarily always do exactly, you know, what she's just going to force her hard head to do, like... Yeah, I can I can achieve excellence. I can work hard and work for God and do my purpose. But perfection is not my business. That belongs to God. That is not obtainable. That's never been obtainable. Um, even if I chased it for, you know, a solid thirty five years. But that and knowing his story and his, you know, health journey, that he can appreciate that and recognize that and that Yes, anybody can achieve excellence. Excellence is an attitude and a, you know, of, of working through. Right. Um, and perfection is an end result. And a lot of times, God calls us to do something that we don't even get to see the end result of. Yeah. Um, so that that's not my business. That's the Lord's business. My, my business is to do what I can with what I have and to do it for him and that's excellence yeah. so that's a good one yeah that's what I'm working on <laughs> a growing a growing statement um my next one and we did a whole podcast on it so I won't say much about it is find your fit uh -huh. um and it started with you know losing weight and health journey and all of that but then it became just bigger than that of finding your fit just really anywhere finding your fit in your workplace or with your health journey or with your friends or whatever it may be just knowing who you are what you bring to the table and finding your fit in every aspect um so that you can make heaven crowded <laughs> so yeah but i won't say a ton about it we have a whole podcast on it we you do. go we'll put the link in go the listen to it so find your fit um, my next one is more relevant to me than like you guys, but it's um, there's no way to be a perfect mother, but a million ways to be a great one. And so that. on some of my harder mom days, uh -huh. like waking up in the morning with Holly, trying to get her ready for school, because that is an everyday thing. Um, <laughs> I have to remind myself. <laughs> or as I'm driving all over Hattiesburg from one end to the other, I have to remind myself. But... 
my mom set a really, really good example and a really good yeah. precedent and a really high level to get to. Um, my parents and I, well, me and mom were talking about because my mom and dad have been talking about that, of how there were so many things, especially with, you know, my brother that I watch because he's younger, where during those moments that were those hard times, it was just you are beating your head against what you feel like you're not doing anything right and everything's this and that. And now that my brother has a child of his own and he's going, well, of course we do it like that because, I mean, dad did that and he raised us that way and it makes perfect sense. I was like, it didn't make sense to you 10 years ago. You were, you know, throwing a hissy fit over it. Um, that those hard days you know, are part of it, but also pay off. And I cannot imagine being a parent, um, being a teacher has about done me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that you can't be perfect, mm -hmm. and but you can be great. And we get an inside view of you, and you are great. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks. Um, and I like that you said, you know, you had a good, good example. I do. So much and even my sisters, it. I now will look at my, my mom and be like, how did you do exactly. that? <laughs> like, I don't under, what magic did you have, do you have that we just don't? Because there was always like a home cooked meal and we hit up Chick-fil-A way more often than I care to admit. And laundry was always done and that is not the case for us. And she just did everything. She's great. Good job, mom. <laughs> um, my next one is Colossians three twenty three, and I shared this in the favorite verses, but whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Just in every area of your life. It's, it's not for you. It kind of goes back to that, you know, it's not for attention. It's right. um, for respect. Is that what it said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of your legacy and what you're leaving, how you can make heaven around it. So. Yeah. And that does change your perspective and yeah. how you deal with stuff. And your attitude. Yeah. yeah. How, because if something yeah. you have to deal with, it just changes your attitude to do it with a more happy heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Happy, happy heart. Um, my next one is don't regret growing older. It's a privilege denied to many. Um, and I've never, out. if you know me, this is going to seem weird. Like, growing older has never bothered me. Um, wrinkles don't really bother me. Gray hair, I don't know if I have it because I keep dying it. Um, but that, like, concept, like, growing older, to me, I've always looked at, and I think of, like, my grandmother and my, like, great aunt who were my two favorite uh, relatives and who I looked up to so much and were my here. Like, they made getting older look really and they left amazing legacies behind. They never had the attitude that I'm too old or I, I'm too far past. Like, it was, no, you've gained wisdom and you've got, like, the, and we've joked about this. I know we talked about it with Meg's birthday, but, like, my 30s are a heck of a lot better than my 20s were. Like, bring on the 40s. I can't wait to see what happens because, you know, you're... I think a lot of people feel like they're being put out to pasture, and that's not the case. Or they regret, you know, I'm not what I was. I'm not, I don't look like that anymore. I don't, but so much of that is built around, I think, comparison of what is expected rather than what you actually enjoy. Because whoever told us that high school and college were the best years of our lives. I feel bad for them because if that's the best years of your life, oh, heaven help us. Well, like, I know some people that it was. I know, and and I do too. Yeah. And that's what, and yeah. who like fight, fight aging and not just like in the physical sense, mm -hmm. but in the, they feel like they have to prove something. Go do it. Right. Like, you're as old as you feel. You can do what you want. You are you. And right. like aging is, is a privilege. I feel very mm -hmm. blessed to continue to age, and I hope that, fingers crossed, will happen for a long time more. So, yeah, that's mine. Okay, I have to do a baseball quote because, you know, the Eagles are winning right now. I'm excited. <laughs> 
Um, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game, yes. which is such a good one. Because, I mean, like, yeah. especially as you, I mean, as silly as it sounds, like, you're always going to have fears, especially if the Lord is, oh, Lord have mercy, She's if good. the Lord is, like, challenging you and growing mm-hmm. you and giving mm-hmm. you new things to conquer. Like, there's always that fear of failure, but, like, mm-hmm. you can't let that stop you from doing it. I mean, you can, but, like, that's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a sad thing to do, but... It's kind of like you have to, I don't know, it's hard to do it on your own sometimes. You have to find your, like, tribe of people that will mm-hmm. cheer you on and have your back and all of that. But um, just, you know, never letting the what-ifs or the fears of something keep you from doing something that could be really exciting or really, really fun. So that's something I've learned within the last, I don't know, I guess maybe two or three years, really. Yeah. Like, just to, to not get bogged down and weighed down with the what ifs or oh my goodness what if this happens or that like just pray about it and if you have a piece about it just jump all in and don't let the fears of you know mess you up because think of the things you could miss out on if if you do that you know I think of the things I would have missed out on if I was if I didn't do things that I was scared of doing you know so yeah or the people like the team behind you that you would have missed out yeah you know on those relationships absolutely if you weren't playing the game, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, mine is an Agatha Christie quote. Because ah, <laughs> yeah. I had to have her in there. Um, to every problem, there is a most simple solution. Yes. So in some of those, like, really trying seasons of ours that we all have, and nothing seems to be the right answer, there is an answer. Right. And it's usually it's something quite simple. We just can't quite see it yet. Um, my next one was written above the main doors of a church in Montana um, when I was a summer missionary out there. And so it was on the inside, so you saw it like as you walked out the doors, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. leaving the church. And it said, you are now entering your mission field. Um, and I think that a lot of times we just forget that, like, our lives are, you know, we are Jesus to so many people, and um, the way we live our lives outside of that highly religious place um, is really where our best work gets done um, for Him. So it just always it stuck with me. I just never had seen it, you know, yeah. so prominently displayed. Yeah, <laughs> such a visual. Yeah, like hey. Reminder. Thanks for, com- <laughs> Thanks for coming and sitting in the pew. But. Yeah, but this is not... Now the yeah. work begins. Yeah, your yeah. spiritual life doesn't end on Sunday. Yes. And yeah. I think for a lot of people it does. Yeah. That's um, a cool visual walking yeah. out, for sure. Yeah, I like that. Um, mine is less spiritual. Um, it's from <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. And it is sometimes you search for one thing but discover another. And there was a time when, I was, when this came up where I had realized that a lot of my expectations were keeping me from seeing God's actual purpose. And um, I always tell a story when I talk about expectations of I had this guy that I had the biggest crush on that um, I would have killed for him, you know, to go on a date with him. And leaving one day, walking out together, he asked me out, except for he didn't say it in the way I thought would come across and I missed it completely like straight up turned him down poor guy he was like okay and I was like why does he have such a weird attitude because you're an idiot um but it was literally because I thought I knew what I was looking for and I thought that's what that moment would be and I have found as an adult that the most amazing beautiful like blessings the Lord has given me whether it be relationships ministry opportunities, jobs are not what I was looking for. Like, I discovered what God had for me in the process of looking, but that requires you being open to that. And, you know, like I said, for a time, I I wasn't. I thought I knew. I thought I had in my head exactly what it's supposed to be um, because I'm such a planner. But the greatest things have been those things I wasn't looking for. So sometimes you'll search for one thing, but you'll discover something else. And being open to that and being okay with that. God, God can do a lot if you can be okay with that. Yeah. And you won't regret it. Oh, 
Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Um, I think one, and I mean, it comes from a verse, but just be the light. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes you are the only light in a dark place, you know? Um, yeah. And I think of like, I don't know, in school sometimes, mm -hmm. my world at school is just my hall, you know? And I'm thankful I have a really good hall of really fun people and we take care of each other and we, you know, have each other's back. But sometimes if everybody's down, instead of like getting down with them, just try and be the light, you know, like when you have an opportunity to do that, like this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine <laughs> type thing. So um, just be the light because the world is dark. dark. It is. It and is. There, I mean, you can get bogged down looking at Twitter or whatever it may be. It's just overwhelming. But, you know, we have the opportunity because we're different. We're set apart. So yeah. to be that light in a, in a dark place whether it's work or you know wherever it may be so that's a good one yeah um one of mine is the only person you should be striving to be better than is the person you were yesterday oh, I like and that. so in a world that we are in now mm -hmm. where it just is all about comparison yeah, whether it's yeah. social media or even in person it's just one other little facet to know that like you don't have to compare yourself to anybody just right. be better than you were yesterday right. yeah that's very true yeah that's a and what we talked about when we were talking about waiting on God, like the little steps. If you're comparing yourself to, you know, Joe next door, that's frustrating. But if you're comparing your little steps to yourself yesterday, mm -hmm. then there's progress. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Might yeah. um, start back to childhood. If so-and-so jumped off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... You know, I, I thought about that, like, you know, in those moments, like, when your parents just get really mad at you, yeah. like, why have you done this, and, yeah. you know, why don't you follow the crowd, yeah. you know, or whatever, um, but, you know, like, in, in a certain way, I still kind of think about that, and some things that I do as an adult, like, and it, I think it kind of goes back to that comparison type mm -hmm. thing, you know, mm -hmm. if so-and-so is doing that, like, would you really do that? Right. Like, why are you acting In my like younger this? days, probably. Yeah. You know, People and like, yeah. yeah, and like the whole premise behind that is, is be alike, be set right. apart, be different, look different, you know, things like that. Like, why are you following the crowd, you know, and is it the right crowd to follow? Right. Or whatever? Very good. So, Who's leading you? Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. That's a good one. Little, little why is your crowd wanting to jump off a bridge? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Kent and Jan said that to yeah. me. Plenty of times. Uh, my yeah. parents. And some, yeah. maybe some very harsh tones yes. at the time yes. that they were saying it. Yes. But, you know, in all honesty. Yes. But they it's were right. It's worth thinking right. about as a 35-year-old. So we should do a podcast on how all the ways our parents were, in fact, right. Oh, that would be a 27 <laughs> part That is a good topic. Oh. We'll add to the list. Look no, we won't. If we could see them all right now listening to this, they're uh, all, like, sitting up a yeah, little straighter. Glowing. <laughs> glowing. And what I love is, like, so much of that probably came from their parents. Sure, yes. sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean. All that stuff. I mean, technology changed, but. Yeah. Friend yeah. groups didn't. No. Yeah. Good influences, yeah. bad influences. No. That didn't that's change. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, this one, and this came from college, I guess. I had a um, college minister who did, because of the time period he was, he did a um, sermon series called RPMs, based around cars, realizing potential mates. But something he said in it kind of applies to everything. And I have it written on my desk I have it in my car I have signs that say it but it's the idea of it's worth the wait and his thing was you know if you if you view weather relationships jobs whatever with God as like getting a car and the Lord is telling you if you'll wait just a little bit I will get you your dream car and but you're gonna have to wait like you can't have it right now and he said how many of us throw a hissy fit and say well I'd rather just have that 73 gremlin and you're driving around in this junky car because you so desperately wanted to have your first car and drive with your friends when God was like, if you had waited, you could have had this brand new, exactly custom to you. And that stuck with me. And he was, and his whole thing was, if you will just wait, it will be worth the wait. Like, I don't know how long you have to wait for whatever it is you're waiting for, but it will be worth the wait if you are waiting on God. And that has always kind of stuck with me, especially when I... I'm tired of waiting when I'm frustrated, when I want to pull a Sarah and Abraham and, you know, take things into my own hands. 
no, it'll be worth the wait. And whether that is something you've prayed for for 18 years at this point or something that you've prayed for for a week, um, it'll be worth the wait. If it's from God, it is the best that you could ever hope to have. Okay, my next one, hear me out. <laughs> oh, dear. And I'm, Okay, so if you've ever seen Wicked the musical... <laughs> There's a point where Glinda comes down from her bubble and she says, it's good to see me, isn't it? And like, that's not how I feel about myself, but I think we should want to be that person that when people see us, they're like, oh, yay, it's Christy. Oh, yay, it's Brittany. Oh, yay, it's Bailey. Oh, yay, it's Megan. Mm -hmm. Like, because we bring light to them. <laughs> like we, instead of like, oh, gosh, here comes Megan. What's she going to mm -hmm. complain about today? Yes. Or, oh, my gosh, here comes so-and-so. Like, I think we should want to be the person that's like, it's good to see me, isn't it? Because like, not that that's prideful and, that, and I'm probably not saying it right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we want to be like, I want to be the person when I walk in the room, people are like, oh yay, like Megan's yeah. here. Like, cause she we has joy. We people mm -hmm. that when you see them yeah. coming, you're like, Lord, yeah. it's going <laughs> to be a day. Give me strength. <laughs> yeah, because, you don't like, want to be that person. And just, just negativity. I'd gotten in a space a while back where I just Same. was negative. Like it was just easier to be negative than joyful. And so now I feel like I, the Lord just convicted me of that. And I feel like I've worked really hard to try and not be that way. And I can catch when I'm being that way now because I kind of work so hard to pull myself out of that. So I always want to be the person that you know, it's good to see me, isn't it? Because, you know, I'm going to try and make your day better. And I think we should all strive to, to be that way. Not prideful of, I know you're so blessed to get to see me today, but that, you know, that we're not the negative Nancys or the whatever. Yeah, um, that's a good I like ours. So yeah, a little true. spin on Galinda. Galinda. So. Um, one of mine that I will be telling my children one day is some people come into your life as blessings, and some people come into your life as lessons. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's true. That's a, no explanation needed. <laughs> Get it. Well, and recognizing yeah. the difference. Yes. Because it is hard, especially when you want to like everybody. Yes. And, you know, I mean... I think I've mentioned this before, like, I remember the first teacher I had that I didn't just absolutely love, and it broke my heart as a, like, 10, 11-year-old. Um, but it was just, she had a harsh personality, and, like, she's, I'm sure she'd be fine now. But, like, you're not, like, that. that's not going to be everybody. And trying to force that mm -hmm. can cause a lot of heartache. Correct. You cannot be friends enough with people to make them healthy for your life. Life lessons we are listening. still yeah. still learn as adults. Yeah. It's just And not, it's sad. It is. It it is sad. It is and it's hard. It but you can't be enough of a person to carry other people's no, burdens to fix them. You can't. Yeah. That is a hundred percent true. It's true. Um my next one is be the change you wish to see in the world. Oh, that's good. I love that one. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Requires a lot of intentionality. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of how this podcast got started. I was talking to somebody about it who had found it, and they were like, like, why did y'all do this? And that's it. Like, we kept complaining that there were no resources for kind of our life season. And God kept convicting me and being like, then do it. Like, you know, and that's kind of how this exploded. Like, you keep saying that people don't understand y'all's life season or where y'all are coming from. Tell them. Like, you have a mouth. You talk. You used to get in trouble for it all the time in school. That was the only bad thing written on your report card. Talks too much. Use it. That <laughs> was not the only thing on my report <laughs> I think too it's just important to realize like sometimes like be the change you wish to see in the world sometimes you can like the let the fear get you mm -hmm. in that one because you think there's no way me I can change yeah. the world you know yeah. whatever but you know you can change your world mm -hmm. and the world around you, you can. Um, and it is not the entire globe that we know as earth right. um, now sometimes it is yeah. maybe yeah. you know um, but it's still worth having the intentionality to be that 
that change. Yeah, definitely. Um, my next one is kind of along several that Meg has said have been several along like the same concept, which I know both be in twos, but. Um, and this is one that I'd heard for years, didn't appreciate until probably two years ago. It's from the Mind Ups 3. <laughs> and Coach O'Ryan is talking to them at a point when you don't like them. But he said, don't be careless, but don't be too careful. You can't be afraid to lose. And when I heard that as an adult who struggled with, as you know, perfection, and like there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't try to do because I was uh, I was just afraid, like Meg was saying, um, that and like I almost felt like, and that's why I think I like this quote that you have to be a um. Sorry. No one would have to stop. I hit my watch all the time and it'll start playing music. Oh my yes, gosh, it's the Pentecost. <laughs> what is going on? Keep talking. What's happening? <laughs> edit this. We will edit this out. I don't think oh we should. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Somebody done sent me a TikTok. <laughs> it had to get pulled up on my Safari because I don't TikTok. And now it just like continues just to move. Oh, I heard that the other
I mean, in some cases, it opportunity is given to some people, but in most cases, yeah. Well, it but comes I mean, you, in a lot of cases, though, it's traced back. Mm -hmm. It may not yeah. be like right before, mm -hmm. but right. at some point uh -huh. along the lifeline, mm -hmm. you know, you have they have put they in have the, the effort. There has yeah. been effort, yeah. yeah. And like, what an encouraging thing if you're currently going through a struggle. Yeah, something's coming. Like, something's coming. Look for it. The bend in the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bend in the road. Have expectations. Um, mine, this is actually the last one that I have written down, um, kind of tags a little bit off of, like, Meg's You're One of One, but it's, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt quote, the, no one can make you feel inferior mm. without your consent. Yeah, that's a good one. And I think it just goes back to, like, recognizing you are one of one and who you are in Christ and, and how perfectly he's made you and, you know not listening to what the world tells you, you know, um, or like puts down on you or tells you what's wrong with you or, or harps on, you know, the negatives of who you are or whatever. Um, because if you're feeling inferior, you have allowed yourself to take in um, those negative thoughts and you've not put at the forefront how special you are. Um, and this can be my last one too, and then we can. I mean, I can try to come up with another. Well, no, I was make a circle. I'm just saying, right now, yeah. this was the last one. Well, that I was I say, and this one, I only had one more in it. Sorry. Oh, let's say we. This one I did not originally have written down, and then Meg said something that reminded me of it. Um, that is something that I've tried to remember or at least I, I remember as an aha moment it's from wicked as well okay um i had you know listened to the music forever but when i went to actually see wicked when it was touring um there's this moment where uh Elphaba and glinda are getting to kind of know each other and basically they're sharing secrets or that's what glinda wants to do and um Alphaba doesn't share what she thinks is a good enough secret and so Glinda basically asks her about this little green bottle that she has and basically Alphaba tells her like she feels like it's her fault that her mother died and her sister is disabled and that's why her father hates her and all this stuff and Glinda says something very wise for her which if you've seen the show is few and far between Alarming. but she says that may be your secret but it doesn't make it true and when I heard that I like was taken back by yeah there are so many and we talked about this with like toxic thinking there are so many points of like fear and shame and uncertainty that i think we carry especially as women secretly um that we're afraid somebody finds out that you know i, I struggle with this or i'm not good enough at this or i worry about that and like so much of it that is our secret but it doesn't make it true it's not true yeah. um it's not true in the concept of life and a lot and nine times out of ten it's definitely not true in the concept of you being a child of god um and there are i think of like you know i mean little mean hateful things that people have said in the past or stuff that you've taken on as a mantle of who you feel like you are in the world and the space you take up and like that's your secret, but it's not true. Yeah. And and that's okay. Like to to recognize like it feels true, but it's not. And that just really stuck with me. Good old Belinda. Belinda. <laughs> okay, my last one, and it's kind of the same thing. Like um, the whole y'all probably heard it. The what if I fall? But oh my darling, what if you fly? Yes, yes, and yes, just yes. the I mean that's so true. Like we get so worried about like this could happen or this could go wrong and like everybody yeah overthinking and just I don't know but everybody behind you is like girl like just do it what if you fly like what if what if you do it and you've got it, it's where getting those people around you to build you up I think um and having the right perspective of you and what you can do is so important so just finding your tribe um, and I will end with what is our church's mission statement that I originally put, it, it's at the top of my list, but I think we all kind of, I didn't include it because I think we all kind of um, view it this way. But our church's mission statement is love God, love people, serve both. 
and um, that will actually be part of our lesson tomorrow at Bible Fellowship because that is the you know the greatest commandment summed up. You are to love God, love people, and serve both. Your love is the greatest commandment. Um, when when Christ was asked that, and I think that that perspective kind of wraps up everything we talked about. I was it about should to say, co- so, cover everything. Yeah. That is so evident. It's a lot, you know, to love God, you have to love yourself rightly, uh-huh. you know, through... You have to be obedient. You through have, his, his view of mm-hmm. you. And, yeah. um, love people, you have to have compassion and grace. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we talked about is that. Serving both is, mm-hmm. you know, how you serve in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you, how others view you. Way to wrap it up, Bailey. I mean, Good one. you know. All right. That's Pastor mission David. statement. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor David. That was yeah. awesome. Pastor David. Shout out to Pastor David. Yes. He does not listen to our podcast. No. Um, Maybe. Yes. And Melissa. Yeah. We love you too, girl. Yes, we love you, Melissa. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yummies. The good old faithful cinnamon, cinnamon roll. rolls are never nice. I never the, bad. The, what, what do you, like the pop cans or whatever? Yes. Well, oh my well, yes, there you go. Never not good. Okay, and who always fought for the top of the icing? Like, me and Kale used That's to like true. fight. Okay. When our mom like opened it, it would have a little bit on it. We'd be like yeah, trying to get it. it, you know. That's so fun. I, um, my mom always melted the icing. That's what I did, and then poured it on the cinnamon rolls instead of trying to spread, Try to spread it. it. So, that's smart. That's smart. Anyway, see, I have to like ration it out and whatever because I always yeah. have to have leftover, and that goes to Holly. Yeah. Right. She gets like the rest of the can of icing. Well, my mom used to she not. I've never had yeah. leftover ice. Well, no, yeah. no, no, no. We have to do it because if she gets to it first, then we have no icing for uh-huh. our cinnamon rolls. There you go. There you go. And that has happened before. Yeah. More than once. (laughs) Good old cinnamon rolls. We love a cinnamon roll. Mm -hmm. They're just homey to me. Yeah. Yeah. And perfect on this rainy day. I would say, when it's rainy, you cannot eat a Pop Tart or Mm -mm. cereal or something. You You need something warm. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Absolutely. No problem. Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.